you know what's annoying? Not keeping your promises. And I didn't keep my promise. That was my fault. Last summer, we took a huge hiatus. Happened again this summer. Apologies that we've been out for a while, but everybody, welcome back to another episode of On a Hero, where we talk about comic books, superhero films, superhero movies, superhero television shows. We talk about anime, horror, think pop culture, comic books, and superhero, the superhero genre. Um, I'm your host today, Melly Mel. Unfortunately, my team can't be with me today. Yes, it's been a very long hiatus. I apologize. But uh, let's get this show going. Let's get this show on the road. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, I think today we're going to talk about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure. Saw that. That was awesome. Um, We're going to talk about uh, Secret Invasion. I'll talk about a comic book and uh, we can talk about uh, what else else is going on. Oh, Deadpool. We can talk about Deadpool and that whole universe. Okay. So let me just talk about what's fresh in my mind right now. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles saw it. Mel, you're an adult. What are you doing? Dude, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm watching the fucking movie. You're also talking to the guy that watched fucking Spider-Man. You know, I think they're both kind of, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is heavily tailored towards uh, towards kids just with all the marketing and Spider-Man is all ages. But yeah, I saw TMNT, so shut the fuck up. And it was fantastic. It was very good. It was so good. They're um uh they're teenagers. I mean they're legitimate teenagers. When you compare it to um the 1990 film, it's funny because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they're, they're supposed to be teenagers, and then um the I think it was like 1990 it was 19, 1989? What was that? I'm gonna search it up right now. Hold on, that's gonna bother me all day. When did? The first TMNT movie release. Let's 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 look at that. 1990. I was right in March. Boom, got him. Um, compared to that movie, in that movie they seemed um they're definitely young. Um, but I don't know. Well, I think you can make the argument that they were early 20s. I mean, they're legitimately fighting ninjas and fighting grown ass men and fucking, you know. The Shredder. Imagine a group of teenagers, like literally, like imagine a group of like fucking 15 year olds going up against fucking Shredder. This guy's a fucking army. A group of teenagers, like no feet. I mean, they are badass, but I mean, you get my point. They're, they, you can, you can argue that they were a little older in this, in this um, rendition of TMNT. They're legitimate teenagers. And you know what? I, it was so good. I loved they did this one thing. All right, so spoilers galore, guys. I'm going to start spoiling it now, so don't worry. I'll include the timestamps and all that bullshit. But what what was so good... Um, okay, so let me just do a quick run-through. Quick run-through. Um, so the Ninja Turtles, they were... I'm going to spoil the whole fucking film. Um, it starts off with this scientist, and he's uh, alone. He's a, he's a loner. Um, he needs... He has these animals as their pets, and uh, his favorite is this fly. The fly, obviously, played by, by Ice Cube, and he wants to mutate these animals so he can have a family. It's very, very sad, um, but he's like, they, they turn him out to be the evil guy, but kind of a sad backstory. Anyway, um, 
uh, I think it's TCRM. I want to say it's TCRM, uh, the company that developed the ooze in the original films. But um, this company, TCRM, in this film, I want to say it's them. So don't hold it. We'll just call it a company. All right. So this guy, <laughs> apologies. This guy, he really likes his animals. There's this company, and they found out that he's creating this ooze this that mutates the animals. So they, they come after him. They break into his home. Um, but the fly kind of takes all of the ooze before the company re- retrieves them. And um, it's like SWAT guys. Like, they're the ones busting in. An explosion happens. They kill. Unfortunately, they kill the scientists, or we think they killed him. And um, the fly runs away with all the ooze. And he gives it to an, uh, the other bunch of pets. And he grows up to be Ice Cube, Superfly, a uh, bunch of gangsters, hate mutants, yada, yada, yada. 15 years later, Ninja Turtles are there. Um, Splinter in this movie does not like humans. They He hated humans. So it's, it's very different from uh, what we're, you know, just from uh, regular pop culture mythology where, you know, Splinter was this... Um, uh, he was the rat of a martial artist. We'll call him martial. I don't forgot if it's fucking. It should be karate, cause yeah, right, Japanese. Yeah, karate. Uh, this uh master of karate and fucking samurai shit. You know the whole nine. And his master died. His 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 um his his owner died, and he died by the hands of Shredder before he was the Shredder, and Splinter. Um, you know, found the ooze, turns into uh, this wise old karate dude, and you know, that's the splinter that we know. Basically, Professor X almost like you know, save the humans, even though a human killed his master. Um, so yeah, very different from that because in this movie, um, there's at one point when Splinter transforms, he finds like the turtles dancing in the ooze, and they transform. There come to there comes a point where he's a lot older now, and he can tell that his kids they really want to be part of society, and they want to know what's going on above ground. So he takes them up above ground, and immediately, you know, it's a giant fucking rat. People freak out. They're like, "What the fuck?" Um, it's a giant rat. They try to kid. They try to. They were throwing stuff at him, and um, you know, they're scared. So. From that point on, he's like, I'm never going above ground. He hates the he hates humans in this film, but the turtles they still they really like humans. They 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 like, um, they yeah they they like what's going on on, <laughs> fucking above ground. Um, they reference a lot of like pop culture people like fucking, um, it's they they talk about who have they mentioned? They there was um, Attack on Titan that was mentioned. Um, some celebrities like Drake was mentioned, I believe. So, so they appreciate what's going on. Um, one day they're fooling around on a rooftop and, uh, they throw Raphael's side and it hits April O'Neil's bike and Leonardo is super into her. Like he sees it, it drops off the building, hits, uh, hits her, um, uh, scooter or whatever. Uh, and pops it, and then he's like, you know, what'd you do? And he looks down, and he's like, oh, he falls in love with her. Um, so uh, she introduces the, um, she finds them. Well, they go and pursue someone who steals her her scooter. So someone tries to steal, steal a scooter as she's distracted. They um, chase down the guy because Leo's like, we got to help her. They chase down the guy. They beat up all these bad guys. 
April O'Neil shows up and she's like, whoa, you're turtles. And now they're all cool. And she wants to write a story about them. And she's like, if I write a story about you guys, you know, you'll be accepted into society because the turtles are scared that they won't be accepted. She's like, yeah, you won't be accepted. You're a bunch of talking turtles. That's really creepy. But if I write a story about you and people love you, then you'll be accepted. So they're like, cool. And then they're like, where do we start? And in the news, it um, they're talking about this um, underground criminal called Superfly who's stealing a bunch of important technology. So they're like, oh, if we catch Superfly and bring him to like, you know, the cops, then people will accept us. So now we have our plot. They are trying to stop Superfly. Fast forward, um, they meet Superfly. Um, Superfly, he thinks he's going to be doing a... Um, uh, a transaction for another piece of machinery. Instead, the turtles are there because they're, you know, um, it's a really cool montage of uh, the turtles, like um, uh, breaking into these uh, uh, gangster territories um, and like beating people up. It's a really, really cool, fun fight scene. Um, so anyway, they're face to face super fly and, you know, they're shocked because there's other um uh, mutants and they're like oh wow there's other mutants just like us what the hell and superfly he's like oh cool you're my cousins um so he essentially tells the turtles that yeah i'm building this machine and it's going to turn a bunch of animals into mutants like us so we'll rule the world and uh we're going to make humans our slaves we're going to treat them like trash because they treated us like trash and the turtles were like oh mm, i don't know i'm not cool with that that's not cool um, so, uh, Superfly takes it, he puts together the machine and, um, side, like on, on, on the side, there's like a side story, the turtles in the mess of this madness of them trying to, you know, uh, keep the machine part away from Superfly. They get captured by that company that I mentioned in the beginning and the company, wants to create more um, mutants to serve to serve them. Uh, so they kidnap the turtles and they start stealing like the ooze from their blood in the hopes to obviously experiment on on other animals. Splinter, he saves them because April O'Neil tell, tells Splinter. Splinter saves them. The turtles tell him, yo, which is funny. That, that really was like a really side. <laughs> it just kind of happened out of nowhere. But the turtles are like, yo, Superfly is doing X, Y, and Z. We got to stop him. Uh, the turtles, they meet up with the rest of the mutants and Superfly. And they're like, they tell the mutants, you guys don't want to do this. Um, humans, they're kind of cool. Uh, you'll live with us. We can be accepted. And surprisingly, everyone takes the turtle side and they all go against Superfly, which was kind of cool. It was it was different. I kind of I kind of like that part. Um, it was cool that Bebop and Rocksteady were immediately on the turtle side. It, it's a really cool twist in the story. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so Superfly, he there's an explosion. All the chemicals go on Superfly. It turns into Ultra Superfly. Um, there's a, a scene where, you know, as he's Ultra Superfly, this huge giant monster, the turtles, they got to team up and they got to drop like um, uh, the, uh, the antidote, the medicine on Superfly so he shrinks back down. That's how they're planning to stop Superfly. So they eventually do. They te they team up with Bebop, Rock, Steady, the rest of the other mutants, and um, they team up and they stop Superfly. All the humans see it in the city, and they're praised and they're loved. And Splinter, he has a change of heart. 
So he really likes the humans, obviously. And they end the film with the turtles going to school, which is crazy because at that point, you know, the turtles in the news, all everyone sees them and they're accepted and they're going to school. And it, it ends with um, the company saying, you know, now we know where the turtles are because they're in fucking school. They're not hiding. We can go get them. And they're like, OK, what's the next step? And the, um, um, the evil lady, the, the antagonist. She says, we bring in the Shredder, and um, you see a silhouette of the Shredder looking at the city, which was so fucking cool. All right. What was so cool about this film? I like that Leonardo got the shine. Leonardo got the shine. I feel like in a lot of, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Raphael was kind of the main guy in the first, in the um, in the 90s films. I feel like Raph was the main guy. Um He's definitely like the interesting character. He's like the Wolverine of the bunch. He's always angry. Um, but yeah, Leonardo got the shine in this film, which was really nice. Um, you know what? Leonardo and Donatello. That was really cool. For the most part, like even the Michael Bay films, like it's kind of Raph, you know? It's Raph and Mikey. It's a lot of Raph and Mikey because people like the the badass and people like the fun guy. No one really likes the leader. No one really likes the smart guy, and they got the shine, which was so cool. Cause I, I'm, I'm a Leo, I'm a Leo fan, hundred percent. Um, I think what really sold me with Leo is because he has uh, the swords, and I was really into swords as a kid because I'm fucking Asian. Nah, I don't know. I just really like swords. Um, but uh, yeah, um, he had the swords. I like the color blue. Uh, he and he was the leader. He was the main guy, uh, which. Which is really cool. I, I like Leo. But yeah, it was always Raph. It was always Mikey. Donatello had a backseat. In this film, Leo kind of took center stage and they explore, you know, uh, Leo being a teenager, wanting to be accepted by humans, also balancing, you know, try to please Splinter and discipline his brothers and truly be a leader. He's struggling with that because he's a fucking teenager. And, you know, Raph, Donnie and Mikey, they're all kids. They're all running around. Um, but yeah, he's, he's that guy and he's struggling with that. And they explore that. They explore that he has a love interest in April O'Neil. He's the one that kind of brings the turtles together and you really see him become a leader in this film, which was so cool. I really love that. Um, and with Donnie, Donnie had a lot of lines. I mean, they all had a lot of lines, but I feel like Donnie and Leo really shined. There was a scene when they got captured and it was Donnie. He was not only what that's another thing that's really cool about this film. Like we all know Donnie to be like the machine guy. He's really into like technology. He's very smart. But as a teenager, you know, uh, where he's 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 just starting out and he doesn't have all this technology in front of him. They paint him as street smart, which was so cool. So not only like smart, smart, not only science smart, but he this guy is street smart. When they w- captured the turtles in um in 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 the truck with Superfly, well, they weren't captured. They were riding with Superfly. This is before they betrayed them and tried to steal the machine. But they were like looking at Donnie. They were like, "Dude, like, what did we say?" And he was the one that was like driving the conversation. Um, he was the one with the idea to, um, uh, you know, to stop the car and you know get all these bad guys out. He was very very street smart in this film, and I, I really really enjoyed that. Um, I like that they kept it focused. It, it didn't seem 
You know, it didn't seem way too political at all. Um, it's just about acceptance and learning to forgive and uh, giving people a chance, not painting everyone as one thing. Like that was that was huge in this film. Um, you know, with uh, humans hating, like the turtles being scared, they just want to be accepted. They're you know they're afraid. They're they're afraid that they'll they won't fit in. Splinter hating the humans because of how he was treated, and he's just like, you know what? I hate all humans. You explore this is what's really cool about good and evil and funny. I saw a meme about it. They they explore clearly how one situation can affect people differently. You can once since if something terrible happens to you, it can turn others very strong. And it can turn others very weak. And by that, I mean, in tragedy, some people, they handle it well and they analyze it and they they learn from it. What went wrong? Why do I feel this way? And they sympathize with it and they empathize and they see in other people the situation that happened to them happened to them, uh, happened to, you know, themselves happened to other people. They, they look at that and they're like, okay, I know how that situation affected me. I know how that tragedy affected me. And I was very sad and I don't want anyone else to feel that way. So it could work on that side where I don't know if you call that heroic. I don't think that's heroic. I think that's just called being a good person. Is that, I don't know, is that something terrible happened to you and you don't want it to happen to someone else. You, it, no matter what that person did to you, you're like, this pain, I don't want that for anyone. And you start to like really understand like why that other, you start to really understand like, I know you're angry, dude. And I know why you're angry because I was there and there's a way out of that. So there's, there's, you know, the path of helping people and understand what happened to you. And then there's the other path. And the other path being something tragic happens to you. And you're like, you know what? Fuck all. I want to inflict this tragedy on everyone else because I'm so angry and I don't know what else to do. And every, I don't care what happens to anyone else because I want them to feel my pain. Like that's... Uh, I think it's the path of evil. I think I don't think that's good. I don't know. Anyway, my point being is they explore both paths, one being with um with Splinter and the other being with Ice Cube Superfly. By the way, Jackie Chan as Splinter was fantastic. This guy's so fucking funny. Maybe it's just because like I really like Jackie Chan. Who doesn't like Jackie Chan? Seriously, I mean like unless we're talking about martial arts, I remember when I was younger, everyone always argued who's better, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan. I guess in that in that respect, but like now, who the fuck who doesn't like Jackie Chan? If you're watching a film and Jackie Chan shows up, you just it, it makes you smile. Like he's he's fucking great. He's a he's a good energy and he rocks it as Splinter. He's so funny. Maybe it's because I know it's Jackie Chan. I don't know. Is he just he rocks it as Splinter? Anyway. Um, so they explore those two different paths, one with Splinter, him being hurt by the humans. Obviously, he hated them, but then he learns that some can be good and he learns that they're worth saving. When April O'Neil didn't hate him, he was like, oh, there's someone that's actually good. Um, 
with ice with uh, Superfly, he doesn't see it that way. He's like, no, everyone sucks. Something terrible happened to him. He wants to inflict that pain on everyone else. They explore those two themes, and they ex- and they explore um, putting a blanket stereotypes, f- just full on stereotypes, putting a blanket over one race of people or one kind of people because of one event or because of one person within that group. For example, um, you know, you see Superfly destroying the city automatically. And all the humans, they're like, you know, fuck all the mutants. They're, they're terrible. They're not good. And same thing with um, Splinter and Superfly. Something terrible happened to them and they're like, fuck all the humans. The humans suck. Everyone sucks. But on both sides, you see that there is good in that group. On the mutant side being the the Ninja Turtles and the other mutants. And on the human side, April O'Neil and the rest of the people in New York City who helped out the Ninja Turtles at the end of the film. Like, there are good people. Like, you can't just, you can't just put that blanket. And that goes for everything. We can get some, we can get really fun in here and just say, like, not all Asians are bad drivers. Not all. A very, very small percentage of Asians are good drivers. For the most part, they're terrible. But it's still not all. It's still not all. And we could talk about fucking Italians and spaghetti and black people and basketball and white people and camping. But the point is you can't put a blanket stereotype on a group of people because some people are not. They don't meet that. They don't meet that criteria. They don't meet the blanket of characteristics you're putting on a race or a group of people. So they talk about that theme. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very good film. I know I went on a crazy rant about it. I didn't think I was going to talk about it that much. But uh, yeah, very, very good film. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, everyone watch it. It's a, loads of fun. Um, yeah, I didn't think it would be that fun. Even Raph was really funny. We all know Raph for being obviously the badass, but in this one, he's like, he's a teenager who's just angry. Like, he just wants to throw down. Yo, Raph's the man, dude. <laughs> he just wants to he just wants to throw knuckles like he's not angry he's like he just has this rage he's not angry he's just he just wants to throw he wants to throw hands Raph wants all the smoke and it's so fucking awesome and he's actually a really good fighter I love how that's consistent that Raph is a badass fighter I love that um but yeah Raph is super cool Mikey is always fun Mikey's just Mikey's super cool the funniest line of that film, I, there's a line that always get. Oh, the funniest line of that film for me uh, was um, when um, April O'Neil was like talking about Superfly to the Ninja Turtles. And she's like, Superfly um, hires these henchmen and then we never hear of them again. And then the turtles are like, why? And then she's like, because he kills every. Oh, no, no. Um, people, I think people have seen Superfly, but no one has been able to like prove it or something like that. And then the turtles go, "Why?" And then she goes, "Because he kills everyone who does." And all the turtles are like, sick, dude. And she's like, "No, that's not cool." Like the reaction from them is so good. Like this movie's great. Okay, I'll move on. Watch the fucking film. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I want oh, Secret Invasion. So I'm gonna. Uh, what's the major takeaways from Secret Invasion? The The major takeaways is this. 
all right. So the plot of the the plot of the show was it was um the scrolls, there are scrolls on earth now, and there's a group of scrolls, they kind of run the country, they're all in the government. Rhodey, he's a scroll, and he's been a scroll since Captain America uh Civil War. Rhodey's been a scroll the whole since then. So that means the the Rhodey that we saw in Avengers and Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, that's not him. So he's been um, a scroll for a very long time, which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, okay, so there are scrolls on Earth. They want to take over. What are the main takeaways? The main takeaways is, yeah, Rhodey, he's been a scroll the whole time. Um, Maria Hill is dead, apparently. Uh, uh, there's this scroll named Gaia, and she is the strongest person in the entire universe because she is um Ben Mendelssohn. If if anyone doesn't know who Ben Mendelssohn is, Ben Mendelssohn was the guy in The Dark Knight Rises. He was the guy that Bane killed when he was like, and this gives you power over me. He's the guy that's like, where's Bane? He's that guy. That's Ben Mend- Mendelssohn. I'm trying to think. Of, oh, he was also in Rogue One. He was the bad guy in Rogue One, Star Wars. So I think that's all I kind of know Ben Mendelsohn for. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so that's Ben. He he's uh, he's a scroll. He was also he was also in Captain Marvel. If anyone saw Captain Marvel, he was a scroll. His daughter's name is Gaia. Gaia is that girl from Game of Thrones, the 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 white haired lady with the dragons. That's Gaia. Main takeaway is the dad dies. The daughter. She has a change of heart because she was a bad guy, and she is now a super scroll. There was this other. There was a bad guy. I forgot the bad guy's name. Fuck. I forgot the main bad guy's name. But anyway, all you gotta do is all you gotta know is this bad guy made a super scroll machine. Uh, Gaia gets in the super scroll machine, and she has like powers from literally like everyone in the Marvel universe, like fucking Thor, Captain Marvel, the Hulk, um. The way that the Super Scroll machine was built was because Nick Fury he collected blood samples from from the fight at uh in Avengers Endgame. He collected blood samples from everyone. So she has she has like the strength of Thanos. Like she's incredibly powerful now because she gets into that machine and she has she was a scroll and now she's a super scroll. Okay, so that's it. Very, very different from the comic books. Um a lot of terrible uh, feedback. Um, you know, it, it underperformed for a lot of people. What do I think about it? Uh, I couldn't watch the show. I'm sorry. That show was fucking boring. It was boring. For me, it was boring as shit. I was, I was a little like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about, about watching Nick Fury. I'm sorry. Like, He's cool, but like you know, I would never, I, I would never buy his, like his solo comic. I just don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care what he does. For me, he's like a Professor X, you know, like just do you, like do do what you got to do for everyone else, and we're gonna follow everyone else. But I'm not reading a solo Professor X book. You know what I mean? He's just not. You're not that interesting, and that's how I feel about Nick Fury. I'm sorry. I mean, he's cool. He's a cool spy. If Vic was on this podcast, he would definitely debate me. And a lot of people are hearing what I'm saying right now, but I just don't give a fuck. And I don't like how they were super. Um, it, it just didn't make sense. It was so different from the comic books. It was just so different with the comic books. They incorporated 
like it was it was a huge crossover event um, um, like across multiple lines the x-men fantastic four literally everyone iron man captain america everyone in the marvel universe it's a huge crossover event and no one was in it in in this secret invasion i, I was a little ticked off about that um and it just wasn't compelling enough for me i'm like if you don't have that then why do why the fuck am i watching for ben mendelson's daughter for this character's daughter, for a bunch of scrolls, like why? I you were a side character in fucking Captain Marvel, and that movie was boring as shit. Like I don't even remember it, and now I gotta watch this fucking guy and his fucking daughter and and Nick Fury, who is is very fine in small doses. But I'm like, who gives a shit? I'm sorry. I, anyway, I know what happened. Um, and what do I feel about it? I, I feel that. It's kind of stupid if you're going to introduce a character that strong and you're putting it in a show that no one's going to watch. Loki looks amazing because Loki was so good. And, you know, we spent a lot of time with him and he was actually interesting. The guy playing him is is good. Um, I forgot his fucking name, but he's really good. I, everyone, Loki's like a, he's, he's a popular character. And that show was just so good because also it was like right at the tail end of the last film. It was the first kind of, of the Marvel series. So we're all still like, you know, jacked up before Marvel started spewing out so much bullshit content and killed us. But like Loki at the time, like the hype was there and the show is still, I think it's the best show. I think it's the best one. It came right after like WandaVision. So it wasn't the first of the series. I'm sorry. But it it, it came right after WandaVision. That's what she said. Um, so that show's good, but this like why the fuck? Why do I care? I'm sorry. Okay, Don Cheadle, phenomenal actor, phenomenal actor. I wish someone was here to debate me because I know people feel <laughs> they feel differently. And you guys who enjoy the show <laughs> have to listen to my bullshit. But you know, Don Cheeto, great. Okay. He's great. I love Don Cheeto. But do I give a fuck about Rhodey? Not really. Another one. I'm not buying your book, dude. Like, I'm not buying it. I'm not picking it up. If they had a show about the Thunderbolts, yeah, I'm watching that shit. I love the Thunderbolts. A bunch of villains turned good working for the government. They're basically the Suicide Squad. Absolutely. But why the fuck? Okay. <sighs> Maria, okay, why? I don't, I just don't care. Anyway, I'm sorry. If you're gonna, <laughs> I keep like getting off track. If you're gonna introduce a character as strong as Gaia now, who has, I'm gonna do another sidebar. I'm so sorry. The reason, <laughs> sidebar, the reason why there's no Avengers on the show is because Samuel Jackson was like, imagine if they get their blood. That line made absolutely no fucking sense now. I'm going to let that sink in. That line makes absolutely no fucking sense. Imagine they got their blood. Bro, you collected everyone's blood on the battlefield. That's fucking retarded. Like, that's stupid. Why would you say that? You and a bunch of people working for you, like, picked it up. Like, all the scrolls that he was working with, they picked up those samples. Like, a lot of people know what you did. And you don't want the Avengers in because they might get their blood? What are you talking about, man? Also, the Avengers would fuck up like one scroll in an instant. Like, what do you create something like fucking tell Reed Richards or, you know, 
if you're Nick Fury, you definitely know about Riri Williams from like Ironheart. For people who don't know Riri Williams, she's like she's the girl version of Iron Man, and she was in Black Panther. She's incredibly smart. Like you can't get what you can't get, develop the technology to tell like who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. The Avengers would fuck them up, and then okay, on top of that, you don't want them in. Well, now Gaia, she has the powers of all of them. And Captain Marvel, the strongest in the universe. She has everyone's power. If you're going to introduce a character like that, that powerful, maybe put it in a fucking movie people are going to watch. Don't put it in a show that no one's going to watch. That's so fucking stupid. Um. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't watch the show, but I know what happens. And there you go. That's what happened. Um. Greg said it was actually pretty good. We could talk to Greg about that, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Um, lastly, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Wolverine, the costume. I'm gonna bite my tongue on it. Of course, it's very cool, very cool. Of course. Um, I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, when I saw it, I was like, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't too excited. I thought it was cool, but I wasn't too excited because to me, it looked like if Robert Pattinson's Batman was in bright gray and like that bright fucking blue, like the Batman from the fucking, I think that was like the 60s, like that Batman. Or like the sixties or the seventies, where it's like bright blue and gray and the yellow symbol, it was it would look like that. I'd just be like, I don't know if that works for film. Like that was my first thought. I was like, I hope this works for film because it's very true to the comics. It's very true. It looks great, but I'm like, does that work for film? And does Hugh Jackman look a little weird in it because he's mad tall and Wolverine is like five two in the comic books? But um. But then I thought because I was like, wait, can't say that because who who would have thought that the Deadpool costume looked look that good, you know? And that's very comic accurate. I really thought the the suits at the end of uh, X-Men First Class, was that X-Men First Class? When they, no, that wasn't X-Men First Class. In, um, oh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. When they showed their suits, I thought those were really cool. I didn't like that film that much, but I thought those suits were very cool. So, but you know, still, I was like, I don't know how I feel about the yellow. I don't know how it's good. But then I'm like, you know what? It it could look very cool. Like that was just a fucking set photo. So you don't know how it's going to look on film. It's probably going to look spectacular. It's probably going to look spectacular because I heard he's going to wear the mask too. If they do the mask right, dude, get the fuck out of here. And by the way, so not only am I excited about that, but the movie, like I've been hearing a lot of rumors about the movie and a lot of cameos and what this is supposed to entail. Yo, I'm going to go off on a rant so you guys can like skip this. I'm going to talk about rumors that's going on in Wolver in the third Deadpool movie. But like Cassandra Nova might be the villain. Cassandra Nova might be a villain. And for people who don't know Cassandra Nova, She's the sister of Professor Xavier, insanely evil, insanely powerful, 
she was the first villain, I want to say, in the new X-Men, the comic book series, which is so good. It is so good. They introduce Matt, they introduce um the Phantom X in that. It is so it's when like the X-Men were wearing the uh, black, the black suits. And it came it came out a little after the first X-Men film in the year 2000, I want to say. But it's when the X-Men were in black suits in the comics. It's a phenomenal series. Anyway, Cassandra Nova from, is from that. Um, she could be a villain. There are rumors of Chris Evans reprising Human Torch. There are rumors of the Fantastic Four showing up. There are rumors of Electra. Well, Electra's confirmed. The Electra's good. Jennifer Gardner's Electra's confirmed. Um, uh, there are rumors that um, who else? Um, so oh, the X Men cast. Um, Famke Jansen, uh, Cyclops, um, Holly Berry. Like the rumors that they're gonna return for this film. Deadpool is like it's like a multiverse film. Um, there's rumors that it's gonna tie into the Marvel universe with Owen Wilson from the TVA from the Loki series that I mentioned earlier that everyone should have watched. It's it's very very good, but it's essentially the Time Authority, the multiverse. Uh, uh, yeah, Time Authority, I believe. But they just watch like multiverse events, and you know they just monitor time. So, <clears throat> so they're gonna be part of the film. There are rumors that Scarlet Witch is a is gonna be the main villain, and she's gonna whisper like the No More Mutants gonna be a House of M kind of thing. And there are rumors that she's gonna face Jean Grey, like Famke Jansen. Um, there's a lot of crazy rumors about this film, and I'm all about it. Ben Affleck apparently will return as Daredevil. Dude, get out of here. Say what you want about that film. Say what you want about that film about Daredevil. Say what you want. How silly it was. How that silly that 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 park fight was, and it was silly. Ben Affleck was badass as Daredevil. I don't care, man. When Ben Affleck, when when Matt Murdock put on the the Daredevil suit. He was badass. I don't care, man. He was he he was the man. Time to give the devil his due. Like what? That movie was awesome. I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> Colin Farrell is bullseye. Um, yeah, they're gonna take a lot of Fox property, old property, and reprise them for this film. Because, you know, Disney owns all of them now. So it could be insane. It could be an insane film. It's going to be rated R. I'm very, very excited. If you were to ask me to rate the Wolverine suits, right now, as it stands, because this Deadpool 3 movie has not released yet, but right now, I love the X-Men Days of Future Past suit. In the beginning, it's like black and you only see a hint of the blue and the yellow. And I'm like, that is perfect. That's all I needed. I'm happy. That's it. Just show me a little bit of yellow, a little bit of blue, and I'm good. That was, that's all I needed. And it looked tactical, his suit in that film. It was in the future. Everyone was in black, but like cool though. Yo. Oh my god, I love that movie. X-Men Days of Future Past. Warpath? Yeah, he wasn't, you know, 
He wasn't the same Thunderbird that we know from the comic books. He wasn't tall and jacked, but like that that kid was sick, yo. He had the moves. He crushed it. Oh my god. That movie's so good. Anyway, yeah, I'm very excited for Deadpool 3. Insanely excited for that film. Um Yeah. You know what? Apologies I've been gone this long. So uh, thanks for listening to the pod. That's all I got for you today. Uh, hopefully we're going to get some more episodes rolled out, but, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys hopping on. I'm glad to be back and, uh, I promise I will be consistent with it. Fuck. All right, guys. Thank you. Peace.